Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media Internet Broadcast Network. You're listening to Linux in the Ham Shack. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source and amateur radio for everyone. Now here are your hosts, Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD. Well, hello and welcome everybody. You have tuned in to episode number 252 of Linux in the Ham Shack. This is our Weekender edition where we talk about things that are coming up in the next couple of weeks, and then we get to the really good stuff like food and booze and all the things we really want to do with our lives. So tonight, to talk to you about all of that stuff, I'm Russ, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD. All right. So now that you are listening to the most terrific amateur radio podcast on the internet, We have two weeks worth of good stuff to talk about. So let's get right into it with a couple of amateur radio contests that are coming up. And uh, we'll let Bill tell you all about some. Sure. We have uh, this week and we have the Oceana DX contest, the CW edition. It runs from 0800 Zulu, October 13th to 0800 Zulu, October 14th. This contest returns for the CW edition this weekend. Due to the lack of the current, sp- uh, uh, sorry, geez. due to the lack of the current sponsor, the plaque for the top entrant from Oceana in the CW single operator all band low power category will not be awarded for the 2018 contest. Well, that's because you can't hear those signals because oh, there's too many big stations on there. So, <laughs> no, <laughs> um, I just thought that was interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this uh, contest is going on this weekend. It uh, it should be a pretty big one. I think the C- uh, the single sideband one was a few weeks ago. We probably mentioned it on the last one. Uh, so, yeah, check it out if you're into CW. This is a great opportunity to work a lot of the Oceana DX. And uh, secondly, we got a uh, we got the Scandinavian Activity Contest. This one's running in single sideband. And it's running from 1200 Zulu to on October 13th to 1200 Zulu October 14th. And the aims of this contest are to promote amateur radio activity in Scandinavia and to encourage amateur radio communications between Scandinavian and non-Scandinavian amateur radio stations. Scandinavian radio uh, Scandinavian stations will try to work as many non-Scandinavian stations as possible, and vice versa. Uh, these, uh, <laughs> the Scandinavian call signs are generally, uh, going to be from like Svald, Svalbard and Bear Island, JW, uh, Juliet X-Ray. Uh, we got all the Norway call signs, L, LA, LB, LC, LG, LI, LJ, LN, Finland, Island Islands, Market Reef, Greenland, Faroe Islands, Denmark, Sweden, and Iceland. And if you're not in that list, you're not in that list. You're a non-Scandinavian. So go ahead and work them anyway. And, uh, yeah, so uh, this one's on single sideband. The other one's on CW, so they won't be bothering each other. You can point your band and your, your antenna in two different directions. <laughs> and, I would uh, love to get a contact up in Svalbard. Are you familiar with that? No. I looked it up a while, a few years ago because it has a, sp- a very specific thing there that makes it, uh, famous or quasi famous. Uh-huh. Uh, Svalbard Island is a place where they keep a seed vault. Oh, interesting. 
Yeah, and it is way, way up there. It is like, I think it's, it's like within a stone's throw of the North Pole. It, <laughs> yeah, it's listed as the one of the world's northernmost inhabited areas. And it's known yep. for its rugged and remote terrain of glaciers and frozen tundra. Ooh, that just sounds like a real estate uh, paradise. Doesn't <laughs> yeah. it? Population in 2016 was 2,667 peeps. <laughs> You're moving there, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm all on that. If they have better internet I than Montana, help. maybe. <laughs> and it looks like they probably have some skiing, so... Uh, <laughs> I bet they probably You're do. You're all set. Yeah. He might have to like be like in like a, 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 a serious Arctic suit, though. <laughs> and you probably have to climb the mountain first. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't yeah, because there's fun. not going to be any ski lifts there. <laughs> yeah, you get one run a day. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember why I looked up Svalbard Island, but I did once upon a time, and I've always remembered it since. I just know there's a big seed bank there, um, and it's one. Yeah, it's like as far as you can go and still be like people. <laughs> wow. So, are you sure those are people up there? Well, they say they're people. That's what Wiki says or oh, Wikipedia, all right, right? So, yeah. all right. <clears throat> so anyway. I would like to make a contest there, but but check out those contests, Scandinavian Activity Contest and the Oceana DX Contest. Now, the week after that, we have the Worked All Germany Contest uh, from October 20th at 1500 Zulu to October 21st at 1459 Zulu, so you lose a minute there. Uh, the Deutscher Amateur Radio Club, Dark, has the honor to invite amateurs all over the world to participate in the annual Worked All Germany Contest. All HF bands, both CW and SSP. Now, is this really all HF bands? Well, all the contest ones. All the contest <laughs> bands, right. So, no working the work. So, no working the work. Yep. No working the okay. work. Or no working the work. All right. So, Cheryl, I'm going to make you take this one because this is Bill's event, so he can't have it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what are we? Wait, wait. We're I, on to the special events. Okay. For amateur sorry, radio. sorry, sorry. Mm-hmm. As I said, I was working on something else. Okay. So, all right. So this. I is, know Bill wants to talk about this really badly, so you can do it. Why don't you just let Bill do <laughs> no, it? No, you do it. Bill, Bill will talk about it anyway, so Absolutely. it's okay. Oh, I, I see. Okay. <laughs> so the special event is Jamboree on the Air, October 19th through the 21st. Uh, Joda Jody is the world's largest scouting event. Last year, we had over 1.3 million participants worldwide. Currently registered stations around the world is approaching 3,000 while stations in the U.S. is approaching 400. Get your station locked in today and get registered through the shortcut, uh, which will be in the show notes, but it's uh, joda2018.k2bsa.net. It's never too late to be involved. All right, moving on. <laughs> oh, oh, you jerk. Wow. All right, no, well, talk, no. talk about Joda. <laughs> yeah, of course, uh, Jamboree on the Air is, is, a, is a big event, and uh, that Worked All Germany contest will not interfere with it, I promise you. <laughs> We've had a good good working relationship with them over the past, and uh, we take the top half of the band, they blow away the bottom half of the band, and uh, you're good. Hopefully, we'll have good conditions this year. If we don't have good conditions, please remember you can use DMR, D-Star, <laughs> Echolink, uh, there's uh, many conferences. There's Star Jambo Star, Star Joda Dash Three Six Five Star, among many others. Uh, you know, help uh, help work uh, scouts by getting on the air and just working scouts. If uh, you want to volunteer, get you know get a hold of your local club, see if they're doing something. If they're not doing anything, get a hold of your local council. You can find your local council through scouting.org's website. Um, 
Yeah, activity, activity, activity. We we just want to see a lot of involvement and uh, try to grow this thing as big as possible. I think the world uh, jamboree wants to see, uh, <clears throat> or the world uh, world organization wants to see this event basically uh, quadruple in size over the next four years. So uh, so we would definitely want to see a lot of growth. And so right now we're just pushing, get out there and activate. And in a few weeks we're gonna say. Get back in here and report what you did. <laughs> you know, you, you you had one scout talk about the one scout. You had you know two hundred scouts talk about the two hundred scouts. Uh, we need to collect those numbers so we can report accurate information. So uh, yeah, we're uh, real excited and we're kind of hitting this hard this week. This will be uh, we'll be at uh, talking to uh, Ham Talk Live this week about Jamboree on the air. And uh, I was already on Tom's show last week. W five KUBs. Uh, broadcast talking about uh, jamboree on the air. So yeah, I, I can't really say anymore. I'll just uh, get out there and uh, and help in any way possible. All right, very good. So get out there, talk to some scouts. Happens every year, and there's lots of ways to do it because there's also JOTI, so you can use your Echo Link and talk well, to them via that. Jamboree on the internet is a little bit different. That's uh, you can actually use uh, um, webcams and uh, Minecraft and, <laughs> and Skype and Teamspeak. Fortnite. IRC Fortnite, Fortnite maybe yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no definitely Minecraft Fortnite a mode now yeah no, 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 no. <laughs> so yeah Jamboree on the internet is the is the parallel thing that goes on at the same time and it's another way for scouts to get connected and a lot of these uh, activations will be like a, a hybrid approach which will have you know the ham radio and it'll also have like IRC or uh, Teamspeak or or some other method of communication um, they're going to have uh, uh, Jody uh, TV is going to be like a basically a place where you can broadcast your webcam and they aggregate all the webcams that are doing uh you know live casting of their uh, jamboree on the air jamboree on the internet events um there's a uh, jota radio station uh, going on out of the uk and uh scout link is the uh other partner that'll be doing all the irc minecraft and uh team speak and stuff like that so a lot of stuff going on throughout the entire event um but of course we we just really want to push the the jamboree on the air part, but you know, if you can get on there any way possible to do whatever you can and whatever your specialty is, you know, there, there's a, there's an avenue for you here. All right. Fantastic. Lots of stuff to do, many ways to participate. All right. So moving along from our amateur radio contest and special events, we'll talk a little bit about announcements. The only announcement I had was the fact that we do have new merchandise in the shop at shop.lhspodcast.info. And I did want to mention, I think, I think we made this clear in a previous announcement, but I don't remember exactly. So I'm going to mention it again. The the new items, the ones that are done with the vinyl, like the glassware and things like that, those can all be customized with your own personal text. So if you want to get, you know, an Ozark Trail 30 ounce, you know, insulated mug with Linux and the Hamstack logo and your call sign on it or some other thing. That you want to say, Russell's actually reading off of his own personalized. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at mine right now. <laughs> it has my call sign on it. Um, I I put a limit of 15 characters just because I didn't want it to like overrun, you know, whatever, whatever the thing is that you're getting it put on. But if you want to have a truly customized thing, you can do that. It doesn't cost any extra to have your custom, you know, text on it, right? Or you know, your name or your call sign or both or something on there, or your business name or, or yeah, whatever, whatever yeah. it is you want. Uh, so you can do that with with most of the things on there. You'll see the option come up if you choose it in the store. So I think uh, to put, I think Don was looking for stickers too on the store. Do we have not have the stickers on the store? 
We do not have the stickers on the store. Uh, I will add to sell some, right? (laughs) Yes, I believe so. I gave you. I'll go. I'll go dig them out, find out how many we have, and I'll put them up there for sure. Cool. We should take pictures of the stickers that we have on our car in case anybody wants one of those. Yeah, I I haven't put up thing. I haven't put up anything like for doing actual custom vinyl, like just the vinyl. Um, But we can we can do that as well too. So that might be something that somebody's interested in. and if there's something you are interested in seeing, if there's a particular product you'd like to see, or if you are interested in just some custom cut vinyl, um, we can probably accommodate you, uh, as long as there's not a lot of like, you know, artwork involved. Um, <laughs> you should probably take pictures of your mug and my mug. Bill can take a picture of his mug since we all have matching mugs, basically. Yeah. I mean, uh, the store is like, being updated all yeah, the time. So, so just, just check back there. And I have been tossing around the idea of doing challenge coins it seems a very popular thing to do and i love the ones i've been getting uh so i've asked in the discord about anybody might you know maybe being interested in in challenge coins and there has been some interest expressed uh, so i am going to look at getting some of those done i haven't decided whether they're going to be like poker chip style coins or like extra large um like they're like 46 to 48 millimeter uh big poker chips big heavy 18 gram poker chips um or actual metal coins uh, I haven't decided which way to go with that, but uh, probably going to brew something up like that and put those on there as well. So there should be a lot of options available. So if you want to help support the show by buying some uh, merchandise, you know, please go ahead and check it out. Shop.lhspodcast.info. All right, enough about that. So in here, uh, I usually put in a challenge, uh, both an amateur radio one and an open source one. So in the ham radio challenge, I put work some iota stations. I don't remember if I've done this one before. I think I did soda before, not iota. But if I did the other one, then just change this to soda. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but I'm going to go with iota because I actually put a link in for iotaworld.com or iotaworld.org, whichever it actually is. There's a link in the show notes uh, where you can get a clearinghouse of information on what islands are actually on the air. And there are some really cool ones out there, and there are some, you know, there are always de-expeditions to remote islands and things like that happening. And there's some so, Scandinavian ones going to be on the air this weekend, too. That is very true, including one way up above the Arctic Circle. So you might want to try and see if you can work at least three different islands on the air. That's our challenge to you. Yeah, Ted said he worked JW7XK up there. Oh, very nice. So, damn it, he's already got a, he's already got a Svalbard. Uh, or, uh, well, he said, yeah, Svalbard. So. Yeah. He's already got one. Darn it. <laughs> I guess I'll have to take up my own challenge and, and get up there. So <laughs> November Echo 4, Foxtrot November for a Fortnite event station. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> All right, cool. So anyway, moving on to open source from Amateur Radio. Let's talk about a distro to try. And if you were listening to last week's episode, or not last week's episode, but the last episode, um, we mentioned... Um, what was the thing we mentioned? <laughs> um, the thing for packaging apples. Uh, flat pack? Snap? Flat pack. That's it. Right. We were mentioning flat pack. <laughs> yes. And talking about uh, distributing, or distri- distributing, distributing uh, applications via flat pack and the fact that what was the application that was being distributed by flat pack? Uh, it was Chirp. Chirp. That's right. So, um, so applications that support flat pack, they don't all support flat pack, but. Chirp is now being released as a flat pack, and this distribution is one you can try that supports flat pack, and it's called Emabuntus, <laughs> which is an interesting name. And the funny thing about this is, I thought this was a riff on Emma Bunton, 
Does everybody know who Emma Bunton is? No. She was she was known as Baby Spice from the Spice Girls. Oh. <laughs> and, and I thought this was a distribution that was somehow an homage to Emma Bunton, but it has nothing to do with her whatsoever. <laughs> so um, this is actually um, there's there's an organization in France called Emmaus E M M A U S U with an umlaut S, um, which is a like social services charitable organization. And then they took Ubuntu and they crammed the two words together and they came up with Emma Buntus. And then I just I just thought of the Spice Girls. I don't know. Uh, so anyway, uh, Emma Buntus is a desktop Linux distribution with additions based on Zubuntu and Debian Stable, uh, both default to the XFC desktop environment. It strives to be beginner friendly and reasonably light on resources so that it can be used on older computers. It also includes many modern features, such as a large number of pre-configured programs for everyday use, a dot bar for launching applications, easy installation of non-free software and media codecs, and quick setup through automated scripts. It has the ability to run live and be installed completely from the boot medium without an internet connection. Uh, the distribution and developing organization are based in France, and the distro itself supports several languages. Lots of internationalization. So this actually looked pretty interesting. All of the additions are concurrent, so you can choose either the Debian version or the Ubuntu version, and they have one based on 14.04, one based on 16.04, one based on Debian 8, and one based on Debian 9. Um, and the one based on Debian 8 can actually run in like 512 megs of RAM and some minimal hard drive space. So, But why um, would you? <laughs> well... <laughs> You can always throw more at it. That's true. Uh, but they are they are trying to make it uh, usable on older machines, beginner friendly, uh, and have access to both free and non free software. So yeah, it might be something good for uh, Roy's machine that we talked about the other with the other episode <laughs> that D six ten Dell unit. Oh yeah, <laughs> that laptop, that Latitude D six ten. Yeah, yeah. This might be perfect for that. Plus, it's a Debian slash Ubuntu based distribution, so uh, you could also use the. Uh, ham radio pure blend packages with it yeah absolutely so, all right very cool so we have some events coming up cheryl you want to talk about this event that we mentioned on the last show but it still hasn't happened yet so we're still going to mention it <laughs> sure we'll mention it again okay. so for the events next week we have all things open 2018 no which is this week ah, whoa, this whoa, week. whoa 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 yeah no sorry <laughs> i i I scooted down too far. <laughs> Scroll back. Sorry, up. <laughs> yeah, sorry. So, excuse me. Let me let me back up a little bit. Uh, for the events this week, we have the Ohio Linux Fest, which is October twelfth and thirteenth in Columbus, Ohio. It, the Ohio Linux Fest is a grassroots conference for the new Linux and open source software free software community. The start in two thousand three is a large interlug meeting and has grown steadily since. It's a place for the community to gather and share information about Linux and open source software. Several registration levels will be available for attendees. Please help support the nonprofit volunteer-run Ohio Linux Fest by donating or by registering for the Ohio Linux Fest Institute. Professional training will be held on October 12th. All right, very good. OLF will be coming up next week, so check it out. This week. Well, actually, in like five days. No. no. <clears throat> well, that's yes, true. Yes, in five days. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. This week. Well, yeah, five days from today, but this won't be released till Thursday. Thursday. So it will be like tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be this weekend. So get there. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, we also have ZendCon, an open enterprise conference, which is on the 15th through the 17th 
of this October. It's in Las Vegas, and it's billed as the premier PHP and open source conference for technical business leaders, strategists, and developers to share practical experiences and real case studies from the front lines of enterprise environments. Sounds very snooty. Sounds CIO-ish. <laughs> yeah, very much so. We yeah. should go to Las Vegas. Or CTO-ish. Yeah, we should definitely go to Las Vegas and not go to this conference. Oh, okay. All right, so cool. So check that out if you're going to be in Las Vegas in the next few days. Or if you want to go to this conference, just go to Las Vegas. Yeah, even, even if you don't want to go to this conference, go to Las Vegas because, you know, it's fun. Viva Las, Las Vegas. Las Vegas is a lot is a lot closer for Bill well, than true. Dayton. <laughs> yeah, why don't we yeah. leave Dayton there? We could. Yeah, we could. Yeah. Well, I don't think we could, but we could try. We, we could talk to him about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, we'll talk yeah, we'll talk to him. Uh, yeah. Dara might have something to say about it. <laughs> all right, Bill, what's coming up in events next week? <laughs> yeah, ne- events next week is the All Things Open 2018, and this is happening October 21st through the 23rd in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, that it is uh, set to explore open source, open tech, and the open web in the enterprise. It sounds very, very open. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> open does come up a lot in that spiel. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very, very open. So, if you're interested in all things that are open, you know, maybe even a liquor store, go check it out. <laughs> all right. Cool. All things open 2018. Nothing. Moving on. All right, so our open source challenge for this week. <laughs> is- wow, that 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 has something to do with an earlier comment you made about me. I think no, maybe no, no. It oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> uh, the open source challenge for this week is use an open source application to seed an open source project's torrent for at least one week. That's kind of a self serving challenge, but that's you know. <laughs> You don't have to serve ours. You can serve somebody else's. There are lots of good open source projects out there that distribute their code via torrent. So find one. But, but really, you can serve ours. Yes, you can. Absolutely. <laughs> and theirs and somebody else's too. And, you, yeah, you, can do, you can yeah. do lots of them all at once. That's, that's <laughs> the great thing about BitTorrent. Have you challenged anybody to go dumpster diving yet? Uh, we have challenged people to root around in GitHub, yes. Okay, just just checking. Yes, that that has been a challenge. Yeah, well, you know, you don't want to like cut back on Bill's job over there. So. <laughs> Somebody's yeah. gonna be like, "Look what I found." Bill's gonna be like, "Crap, I didn't find it." Don't you remember the episode where I went get, GitHub dumpster diving? I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. yep. I, I was definitely stealing from Bill on that. One. Yeah, yeah. Poor Bill. All right, yeah. so now we've we've gotten through all the dry stuff. Let's get to the wet stuff. Ew. <laughs> well, it's the opposite of dry, right? I mean. Uh, maybe. Right. <laughs> so food. Let's get to food. food. Okay, right. gotcha. Yeah. So um the recipe that Russ picked out this week, since he got to type it for me, is our is the pepperoni pizza pasta salad that I make, which he has fallen madly in love with, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, just checking. Um uh, it's it's a pretty forgiving pasta salad. You can put in it or take anything out of it you desire, but it it basically uh, is a supreme pizza in a bowl with some pasta. So the recipe calls for 12 to 16 ounces of garden rotini, uh, a small green and a small red bell pepper. Uh, I've used just green before. I've used just roasted red bell, red bell peppers. I think I like the, the roasted peppers better. Um, a half of a small onion chopped, a 14 ounce can of petite diced tomatoes, a four-ounce can of sliced mushrooms drained, a quarter cup of sliced black olives, a three-ounce package of pepperoni slices cut into quarters, a half cup of mayonnaise, a half cup of Italian-style salad dressing, 
two cloves of minced garlic, a teaspoon of dried oregano, a half teaspoon of salt, quarter cup of ground black pepper, one cup of shredded mozzarella cheese, and a healthy sprinkle of Parmesan. Uh, and as I said, you can, you can add stuff to it. You can take stuff away, add different spices. It, this is literally a salad that you fix to taste. So, because we have friends that don't like olives. We have friends that don't like mushrooms. Russ likes anything. So, um, but you cook your pasta, uh, and, uh, let it cool. You rinse it and cool it. And then mix everything together and refrigerate it. Uh, it's better to refrigerate it overnight, at least at least eight hours. It's better to go about a day. I think it it probably hits its peak at about a day. So yes, yeah. I mean, with any kind of casserole or pasta salad, they're always better when they've had a little bit of time to mix together and blend. <clears throat> so. I can't wait to listen to this podcast again because I think you said quarter cup of ground black pepper. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Yeah. Like, shall, shall you make a correction now? No, yeah, no, quarter- no. I, I'm pretty sure I I might have heard it wrong, but I was like, it's a quarter off. teaspoon. It's it's a quarter teaspoon. Yeah, not it's a quarter, quarter cup. Quarter cup of sliced black olives. Quarter <laughs> teaspoon of ground black pepper. Yeah, and I I very do well do not. Yeah, don't don't, don't transfer. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I very well may have read. You know, the quarter, because the line below it is one cup of shredded mozzarella. Yeah. <laughs> so I could have read one quarter cup ground black pepper. I might have just heard it wrong, but. <laughs> uh, probably not. No. That'll be fun to listen to. <laughs> wow. That sounds yeah. great until I threw all that pepper in it. Pepper in there, yeah. <laughs> Isn't there something we made a while back? And I don't remember if it was a, um, a food or a, a drink, but there was something that needed like, like three teaspoons of some, or like six teaspoons or something, and we put six tablespoons or something in it, and it just like it was. It was a drink, and I don't remember what it was. It, but it, and it wasn't. It wasn't a tablespoon thing, but it was. Yeah. Well, it it needed like three shots of something, and we ended up putting yeah, six way, shots way, or way something. Too much. Yeah, and then we we're like, oh, <laughs> that's bad. That is really really bad. That can't be right. I, yeah. Well, and the, I. I'm pretty sure that night Russ was the one bartending and I was reading him the recipe. And I think what I had done was I was, yeah, there was a, the drink had multiple ingredients in it. And I think I transposed some numbers and some lines around it. Yeah. So, so yeah, that, that's what happens when Cheryl is multitasking and tired. So, all right. But it is a truly amazing pasta salad. And I just told people in the chat room, don't, bring it to any parties with you because if you ever do no one will ever want any other kind of pasta salad ever again because it is probably the best there ever was you know we we do a lot of we we have poker games in our house and we tend to do a lot of pasta salads to help fill people up russ has over the years has been like oh no this is really good like i make a crab pasta salad oh no this is a really good pasta salad until the summer when i whipped up the the pizza pasta salad and he informed me as soon as he finished up the last little tiny bit that was left over, it, don't ever fix another pasta salad again. This is great. I don't want another one. <laughs> I was like, okay, so. Yep. Well, yeah. that's not entirely true, but it is it, a really well, good yeah. pasta salad. Every time I ask you what pasta salad you want, the pizza one's good. Yeah. So. How can you go wrong with pepperoni and a pasta salad? I mean, that's. 
the best, thing, the best thing ever. Considering how much of this pasta salad I made and how little of it was left. Yeah, exactly. Apparently, it went over quite well. So. Yep. Point made. Yep. So. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to talk a little bit about scotch, and this is a scotch that I picked up yesterday. Cheryl was nice enough Merry to buy Christmas. it for me. Yes. yes. Well, this isn't the this isn't the You're one. You're still getting it as a Christmas present. No, I understand that, but I, I did mention in the Discord that there is another scotch I'm going to be reviewing either in the next weekend or the one after you just don't want anything under the christmas tree right no that's that's not going to make it there sorry i'm not even sure it will the bottle will make it to christmas oh yes it will yes oh okay all right just checking yeah Uh, because you've already drank about a third of that bottle yeah but this is a much less expensive bottle it's it's a quarter the cost of the other one so we're going to talk about tonight glenn morangi 12 year aged quinta ruban and i'm not sure if that's exactly how you pronounce it but that's how i'm going to pronounce it this is a port pipe aged scotch it's uh very specialized their glenn morangi has some interesting expressions of their scotch so i'm going to be doing glenn morangi for the next three episodes this is the first expression that i'm going to talk about the glenn morangi 12 year quinta ruben from the glenn morangi site it says the darkest and most intense whiskey in the extra matured range glenn morangi quinta ruben has spent 10 years maturing in American white oak casks before being transferred into specially selected ruby port pipes from the Quintas or wine estates of Portugal. Extra maturation in these port pipes develops Glenmorangie Quinta Ruban into a voluptuous spirit with a complex balance of sweet and dry flavors and an intriguing contrast of smooth and crisp coiling or cooling textures. Non-chill filtered for additional aroma and mouthfeel. So that's uh, straight marketing speak. Uh, so what I did was. I actually poured a glass of it, and I'm going to talk about it a little bit. This is uh, bottled at 46%. That's 92 proof. It's a Highland Scotch. Uh, the color of it is a burnished gold. I would call it it's almost copper, burnished gold, coppery color. Uh, the nose on it is really interesting. It's uh, it's definitely a complex whiskey. It's got 12 years of age on it, at least. And the maturation does create some interesting aromas. Primarily, I get orange, uh, orange like from a chocolate orange. There's a little bit of chocolate or cocoa in with the orange. There's the tiniest hint of mint underneath that. Uh, there's a little bit of sandalwood or a musky kind of nose to it. There's a little bit of walnut, uh, pepper. It's definitely got a dry, peppery, spicy thing going on to it. A little bit of nutmeg, sort of at the very end, like as you're pulling the glass away from your nose. And then every once in a while, I get this crazy scent of bubblegum, like pink bubblegum. <laughs> like super bubble type yeah. bubblegum? Yeah. Wow. All right. It's just, it's not, it's not unpleasant in conjunction with all of these other, you know, aromas. It's just kind of weird that it's there. Um, and on the taste, it's a little bit different. Cheers. <laughs> I don't think that uh, made it through the gate, but. Um, the taste on this is really interesting. It's got a very forward nuttiness to it, like a walnut or a pistachio almost. Um, a little bit of chocolate. The mint is very subtle at this point. You can smell it, but on the taste, it's almost not even there. A little bit of rose or a light floral essence. Uh, a definite taste of Turkish delight. Uh, pistachio or walnut Tur- Turkish delight. Sort of a sweet walnutty character to it. And then also some citrus, uh, like an orange zest, kind of a bitter citrus. It's all in there. And that, that bitter citrus is kind of at the end. Um, but all in all, it's a very, um, 
complex and interesting scotch. However, I noticed a lot of these characteristics and that sort of Turkish delight, almond roca, almost pepper, um, uh, what am I thinking of? Gingerbread kind of essence to it on the finish of the Ben Riek 10 that I reviewed either on the last one or the one before that. And the Ben Riek 10 is a lot less expensive than this by about $20 a bottle. And the character profile is about the same. There's, there's a couple of more interesting notes in here, but you can get a lot of the same essence out of the Ben Riek 10 if you want to spend $20 less. Um, so for that, I'm going to knock this down a couple of points. I think I'm going to rate this about about the same as the Ben Riek 10. I'm going to give it a 90 point out of 100. It's very good. It's nice and complex. It's got lots of great nose and, and aroma to it. But you can get similar characteristics to something that doesn't cost quite as much. So for that, you know, something that could have been 92 or 3 points, we'll call it 90. All right. So that's it. That's Glen Morangi 12 in the Quinta Ruben expression. All right. We're going to talk about Bill and his brew of choice for tonight, which, as I understand it, is not an IPA. <gasps> not an IPA tonight. No, I uh, decided to kind of go out of my comfort zone and try something a little different. And I've had this one before and I was like, well, you know, maybe I'll get it again for this uh, particular episode. So this is the Jeremiah Johnson Brewing Company's uh, Mountain Man Scotch Ale. And so this is a Scotch Ale. It uh, It's pretty good. Uh, it has a ABV of 6.5%. It's got 20 IBUs and it's made in Great Falls, Montana. And it has a nice dark caramel color. Or if you only have the can, it's white. Or like that. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> it has a funny man on it. Anyway, uh, yeah, the notes from uh, the manufacturer, uh, Mountain Man Scotch Ale, is the pride of Jeremiah Johnson Brewing Company, embodying the spirit, history, and allure of Montana. We use only the freshest Montana pale two-row uh, two pale malt and local smoot honey in each batch. Rich and complex, this ale combines the malt flavors of toffee, dark chocolate, caramel, and molasses with a subtle hint of cherry smoke for a smooth, even-bodied finish. And I picked this up at uh, Albert Tuck's, you know, those little mixtures of a Starbucks and a Albertsons, uh, <laughs> for eight ninety nine for a six-pack. And uh, I thought it was pretty good. It's a, I'd say it's about a 7 out of 10. It's not my uh, beer of choice, but uh, it, it's good. I mean, you know, it's... Uh, it's a Scotch ale. I mean, <laughs> can't really say much about it uh, beyond it. Uh, it tastes, uh, you know, it's pretty good. So, if people don't like IPAs, it's a nine out of a ten, right? Uh, I wouldn't. Ow. I wouldn't go that. I mean, if, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it's kind of a lot of people don't like porters either, and this one reminds me a lot of what a porter would taste oh, like. Oh, then it's so probably right up my alley because yeah. I love porters. So, yeah, so a lot of the Scotch ales are kind of porter-like, porterish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I, yeah, I'm not that much of a specifics on on beers but that that's kind of what i get from the the flavors and the the color and everything else you know it right. kind of kind of falls into that category where it's like yeah you just calling it something but like i've noticed a lot of companies have a scotch ale now yeah uh so it's a pretty common maybe maybe they're trying to sell porters to people that think they hate porters that's <laughs> that's what i'm thinking well maybe somebody should figure it really out how to sell, tastes like a porter so ipas to people like <laughs> to hate ipas yeah, they'll just call it something else. They call it American Pale Ale or something. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, but for eight ninety nine so, a six pack, that's that's pretty inexpensive for a uh, craft brew. Yeah, actually, that, that's probably uh, more than I would normally pay uh, at like a Town Pump. Town Pump actually has the best prices on craft beer. Uh, Albertsons, I just happened to be there because I was picking my son up from work, so 
Um, they, they generally charge that's like their minimum price for a, for a craft brew is going to be eight ninety nine for a six pack. But I, I'm pretty certain I could find that for probably seven forty nine. You know, from the gas station. All right. All right. Tony, you should have gotten the dragon's milk yesterday. Okay. Well, I, I think we can get it around here. It comes out of Michigan. Oh, the, so, yeah. oh. yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was, it. Yeah. It was, it's called Dragon's Milk Scotch. Uh, was it a porter or a stout? I think it was stout. a stout. Yeah, yeah Scotch stout. So, yeah, it's, um, it has a score of 4.94 out of 5 with 7,000 rating. Well, next time I see mm-hmm. it and I'm in the mood for beer, I will definitely pick one of those up. All righty then. All right, so with that, we have come down to the end of the weekender. So hopefully two weeks' worth of information for you to go out and try some things or do some things or partake of some things uh, that will hopefully make your life a little bit more enjoyable. And with that, we're going to sign off and hope you tune in on uh, the next Monday when we do our deep dive episode. It's going to be an interesting one, so you'll want to be here for that. So thanks, everybody. You've been listening to episode number 252 of Linux in the Ham Shack. I'm Russ, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD73. Thank you for listening to this episode of Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info. You can support the program by visiting the LHS Patreon page of patreon.com stroke LHS podcast or using the contribute link on the website. Get in touch via social media. The show has a presence on Google+, Facebook, Twitter, Discord and YouTube. Or you can drop an email to info at lhspodcast.info or record a voicemail at 1-909-LHS-SHOW. That's 1-909-547-7469. Visit the IRC channel, LHS Podcast, on the Freenode IRC network. Also visit the online merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable LHS merchandise. Become an ambassador and represent LHS at a Linux convention or ham fest. Email ambassadors at lhspodcast.info or visit the website for details. The podcast is recorded live every Monday night at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. Connect to the stream at stream.blacksparrowmedia.net colon 8008 stroke LHS live. Until next time, over and out.
Linux in the Ham Shack in the Linux in the Ham Shack logo are released under a Creative Commons Attribute Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 International License.